0: Hey there, you've tuned into another segment of Jenna Karasella. We are doing our Wednesday Business and Tech Talks. It is May 25th, 2022, and we're going through the book Crucial Conversations, Tools for Talking When Stakes Are Hot. So thank you so much for joining us, tuning in, for any loyal listeners out there. And as always, I apologize if I waste your time, and I can only hope that you take something from this. If not, I, I do sincerely apologize. Okay, so we're jumping straight into chapter four. Again, a little bit more lengthier because there's a lot of content, but I try to be as brief as possible. So the very beginning of chapter four starts out with a quote. I have known a thousand scamps, but I never met one who considered himself so. Self-knowledge isn't so common. And the quote is by an individual, um, Koya. It's O-U-I-D-A. Chapter four is titled, learn to look how to notice when safety is at risk and when we're regarding well the authors are talking about safety in conversation and this is the best construct of human nature when you are in a setting where um, you can have a conversation without the fear or threat of um, physical violence so I have to take this section very slowly and be very very Cautious and very very tentative as I go over these details again. This isn't designed for the um, Availability or are the the environment for a conversation to be held Usually professional setting within proximity to close loved ones that you can trust So please use discernment with these type of discussions if you need support if you need counseling if you need um a third party you know pastor minister a chaplain someone else to, to go with you in a conversation like this I would encourage you to do that for uh, everyone's physical mental and well-being so for this discussion though the major talking points we're going to be going over is um, knowing when something is safe a conversation or when it's becoming unhealthy there is the um, Silence and violence as well, and when we talk about violence, it's not physical, it's the, the emotional, the trauma, or the tearing of the brain. So, we'll go into a little bit more detail here, so to give you more understanding of what we talk about when we say um, violence and keeping things safe. We like to keep things safe. That's the objective. Okay, so, again, jumping straight, I'm just going to go over my notes because this is a pretty lengthy discussion. So first I recommend is what are we, what to look for and to look for the cues when the conversation is becoming unhealthy and you have to do this process called dual processing. It's you essentially are able to conduct yourself in the conversation, still look outside and see what else is going on outside of the emotions and feelings that you're experiencing. And there's three basic concepts. Like again, notice when a moment of conversation becomes crucial. Signs a person feels unsafe. in learning your style and recognizing it. So, signs that a person feels unsafe. Those usually, um, the response that the authors give is, they usually are re- they respond um, in anger. They are controlling, they try to push their point across to you, or their opinion, you know, in different subtle ways. Not necessarily yelling, but they are very um, convincing and pushing a point. And then sometimes people completely shut down. They're fearful. They, they're quiet. They don't. are not. Nothing's getting solved, or they're avoiding the situation, and it's furthering damage to whatever you know the condition is that has brought up the crucial conversation. So those are two extremes. We also look like at how do you look for problems. Um, they say that you really have to re- reprogram your mind when you when you first pick up on like, Hey, i my heart's racing or my voice getting hiding or heightened. When you first realize those symptoms, that's when you need to reprogram your mind, notice physical changes, heart racing, bird vision. Um, and then go back to when it, in past chapters, we talked about the start with heart. What is it that you're trying to accomplish for yourself and entire relationship? And um, again, look for the safety signs that people are afraid. Sometimes it can be um, the person's getting louder. They're starting to attack your character If they don't feel that their idea is being heard They're going to defend their idea a lot more or they're going to just be quiet and not give any ideas and Everyone loses especially if they have a great idea and this can be very damaging When a person has a lot of potential and they have so much to offer But they're constantly feeling as if their opinions aren't going to be respected or no one's going to take them seriously so in the long run, people actually end up missing out on a lot of great opportunities because someone did not feel comfortable enough to share their ideas, which could have helped propel, you know, many other lives surrounding that person. So, when a person feels safe, they can say anything. Nothing kills flow of meaning like fear. The authors have written, when you fear that you're not being heard, you push too hard, or you shut down. So again with that I wanted to take this very 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 cautiously I said in the very beginning we talk about when it is a good opportunity or a good time to talk about something so the the idea of feeling unsafe and being afraid this is very difficult because there are situations obviously when people don't have that freedom to do so so um, I put uh, my own personal note in here it's not at all from this discussion from the book. But, um, again, disclaimer. So, when you're a new creation in Christ, that fear can be removed when you are perfected in love. And it also says when a person feels safe, they can be given negative feedback and they can handle it. They won't have the explosive temper. Um, they won't be flying off the handle, or they won't shut down. You know, they'll feel like I can talk. So, And that reference, though, is from 1 John 4, eight. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So, again, side note, talking about Christ, um, his forgiveness, creating a new person in you, um, it's very important that when you're overcoming obstacles like this in life, this is why the, the mental power and mental fortitude is very, very important dealing with these things. And it always goes back to start with heart. Um, checking yourself, examining yourself, knowing how you respond to things. So um, again, there's situations when you when you shouldn't say anything. So please use discernment and use caution. We don't want anyone to experience physical violence, but we do need you to be mentally prepared for these things that could happen and it caused uh, the mental trauma, the mental tearing. So. Let we continue on though, different things to look out for when you're dealing with potential anger. Um, yeah, do not let safety problems lead you astray. When others begin to feel unsafe, they start doing nasty things. Um, hey, they're feeling unsafe. I need to do something, you know, make it safer. And that's again, when people defend themselves and their causes aggressively. And then... Where else to try? something else I wanted to share with you so I think for this segment right here I'll wrap it up just again looking for the cues understanding why it's important what do you need to see in order to catch problems before they come too severe you know watch out for the different conditions um, just knowing the physical signs behavior emotional Is a person feeling safe? Are they starting to get defensive? Are they starting to feel fearful? So with that, um, I'll go ahead and take a quick pause in between so I can get ready for this next subject where it's gonna be a little bit more to take in. Okay, so continuing on, it's important that we also stay alert, understanding what it is that um, is going on. So we said before, stepping out of the conversation, observing, using the dual processing technique, and the next section, uh, silence and violence. So there's three different types of silence techniques that they bring up here in the book. And some of it is masking, sarcasm, sugarcoating, or couching. And I did not look up couching, but sugarcoating is not being fully honest about a problem, kind of just making light of it, not getting the actual issues resolved. Sarcasm, of course, is going to be disrespectful or flippant or short, or um, something that is just designed to kind of cut the person. And then masking is um, not being sincere or real about your actual feelings. Kind of just um, in a way of avoiding the situation, you're not really being your full self. So I had a couple of examples. And then withdrawing pulling out of the conversation, you know, just completely checking down, shutting down and checking out. So with these techniques, um, with the fear and the silence, nothing gets accomplished, problems aren't resolved, and resentment and anger can actually rise and become a bigger issue down the road. And then the different forms of verbal, they in the book they just call it violence, but I, I added the... Verbal aspect of the notes only because um, we need to understand that there is physical violence and repercussions that can come up, but then just the emotional one is a neph which is essentially the tearing of the brain trauma. Um, so with this one's a little bit more aggressive: the controlling, domineering the conversation. It doesn't even have to be yelling. It's not a person being angry like I'm gonna. It's just sometimes it could be a very simple, simple you know, example so that came here. It says, controlling consists of coercing others to thinking of your way, dominating the conversation, cutting others off, overstating, speaking in generalizations, or, you know, absolutes, or being hyperbolic, exaggerating things, um, using directive questions to control, or also just changing the conver- changing the subject often so the person can't keep up to discuss anything To you're just trying to avoid it. So they have this example here. There's not a person in the world who hasn't bought one of these. There's a perfect gift, you know. Just being like really aggressive and overbearing, overly confident, and then um, another one that's a little bit more violent. Or it seems subtle, but it's actually pretty can be very destructive. It's just simply labeling, putting a label on people or ideas so we can dismiss them under a general stereotype or category, which is pretty much an, an easier. Form of like dismissing or not giving any credit to someone because it's just easier to just throw them in a category and say, Yeah, you don't have to think about it any further. And um, again, causes the mental harm to the person who's the recipient of that and they do have to deal with it. So it's very, very, be very damaging. So in the example, it says, Your ideas are practically Neanderthal. Any thinking person would follow my plan. So the, the idea is being labeled as Neanderthal, ancient not relevant, archaic, if you will, and yeah, i put that. So, and then also the third one for the violent form of communication is attacking, which is, you know, a person's character going towards that, maybe even making a threat or withholding something, you know, with the, the um, specifically doing that with the objective of causing harm. You know, saying things, well, you know, I'm not going to do it this way. You're going to miss out on this. So, the last section that they have here is, like, look for your style under stress. There's different ways to determine, you know, how you respond to anger. The t- quizzes in the book, so if you're interested in getting coffee, you can take it. I have, personally have not. They have an online way of measuring, which is, they said, it's easier. So, some of the questions that they ask, true or false, I have put off returning phone calls or emails because I simply didn't want to deal with the person who sent them. Or number six, when I've got something tough to bring up, sometimes I offer weak or insecure compliments to soften the blow. When others make points that seem stupid to me, I sometimes let them know without holding back at all. Okay, question 11. Sometimes when things get heated, I move from arguing against other points to saying things that might hurt them personally a lot of questions i'm going to jump to question 30 when others hesitate to share their views i do whatever i can to make it safe for them to speak honestly that sounds pretty accurate for me and the last one is um i get frustrated sometimes at how long it takes for groups of people to make decisions because too many people are involved so that's a good question to ask so i'm going to just jump back really fast um Um, A little golden nugget, as some people like to call it. When a person um, is in their... um, during a conversation right now, it's important, again, to look for safety and then be curious, which is crucial here because it's better to be curious instead of being angry or frightened. You're starting to search for answers. You want to get the conclusion. You want to figure out what's going on with yourself or with the persons people you're dealing with so be curious as opposed to angry and frightened and honestly that's kind of how i've been able to cope with so many problems in life is instead of me seeing my feelings feeling uncomfortable mad angry or sad depressed i did more research i got into it and i'm like why am i feeling this way and i intentionally went out of my way to not feel a certain way until i understood and got clarity and it was a process but totally worth it And Also the fear aspect Um, Being able to talk and not worry about the repercussions. It's been um, a Journey it's been a process and it's not going to be the same for every person and probably in some situations may not be wise to do so but know that um, There is healing there is power definitely in the power of Christ to um, overcome these obstacles and hurdles, whether it be emotional, physical or spiritual challenges, that's keeping um, a conversation from happening and from having it in a safe environment where people can feel comfortable to express their ideas. So let me go ahead and get ready for the conclusion and give me a moment. Okay, so let's just go ahead and just jump straight to the conclusion. Some things to look out for. Is over here so to break from this insidious cycle learn to look the author say so I have a couple of bullet points here um, look content and conditions for when things become crucial look out for safety problems to see if others are moving towards silence or violence and for outbreaks of your style under stress so Little a little bit more detail here. You're gonna talk about the score if you want to. Take the quiz. So the importance of feeling comfortable and safe. You can get a lot more information out of someone. You know, if they believe that the person had their best interests in mind, if um their feelings are respected other person's opinion you felt safe receiving feedback someone that you were engaging with you trusted um and their motives and their ability you didn't need to defend yourself this is where you know conversations and product productivity thrives when the flow of exchanging of ideas is um is able to continue so it says the downsides of feeling unsafe is you go blind you can't think um You're pretty much in, you know, fight or flight, survival mode. Your peripheral vision is kind of actually narrows. And when you are feeling threatened, you scarcely can see beyond what's right in front of you. So, it's very, very, again, important that a person can feel safe in their mind. And this is one of the reasons why I wanted to take this very, very cautiously, too, is because if you have a person... Who has been has, who has endured past abuse and severe trauma, and people taking advantage of them, lying to them perpetually. and you are expecting to have a conversation with them. you have to realize that though the external may look great, a person may be carrying themselves well. They may be having you know the nice suit or dress or whatever ensemble they're wearing. They may have the perfect appearance of okay, hey, I got this together. But when you actually try to talk with them and try to get any information out of them and they're shutting down and they're quiet or they're trying to defend their position or push their point aggressively, those are indications that a person is not feeling safe. And again, I'm saying earlier in a different segment, it might be wise to get a third person in there to get a counselor, a doctor, a pastor, a chaplain, spiritual guide, leader, life coach, you know, someone, a third person in there, if this conversation could potentially lead to physical violence, or if um, the person is unable to get out of an emotional, mental constraint where they can't even think to get past this point. Because um, there's so many things that could cause a person to get locked up in a men- an emotional fear where, again, this is not from the book. Sorry, I have to say, these, this, now this is my tidbit, my, my information I'm trying to, to, to contribute to this, why I do these discussions is because it's great that we can have these books here and to get information out on how to live our lives more effectively and productively with love and peace and unity and all that good stuff. But let's be real, like not every person is going to feel as safe as they need to in order to get their ideas out there, to get their voices heard. And if you're dealing with a person who's very, very aggressive and angry, this might be like, hey, you know, they don't feel very comfortable. And it's not that they're angry or mad. It actually could just be genuine like they're, they're legit, like afraid. They don't want their ideas to be rejected. They don't want to get turned down. They don't want to hear another no. They're, you know, have been told too many times and now they just, they're just the way that they are. And you, the person receiving this, needs to be able to, that's why the book is here, to see past that and create an environment where the person wants to open and discuss and feels comfortable and safe and can trust you. So that is why we go through this, We, especially why I'm so adamant about learning more about these techniques. So. And also, I wanted to say that the one of the expressions or terms I use, it's a form of social first aid. Watching for the moment, a conversation starts turning unhealthy. And for myself included, you know, I've read this book before in the past. Um, this book came out in, let me get the, the copyright date, the original copyright date, it was in 2002. So, I do recall reading this book probably 2005, 2000, 2005 and 2008, you know, so I've read this book and obviously since then I have forgotten clearly many of the techniques because I've gotten into heated conversations where I'm like, I know what to look for technically. Um, but here are we talking about the trauma and recovering from things, you know, in the perfect world, we would be hey, you know what, I'm getting a little bit mad, let me just tone it on a little bit, like, doesn't always happen. So, we need to understand when we're engaging with people that there's a lot more going on beneath the layers. When we talk about violence, it's not necessarily the physical, the emotional tearing of the brain, whether it's like a paper cut worth or someone just stabbed you in the head, there, there is still damage, whether it's a little bit here believe it or not, a paper cut, if it's not healed right, I mean, these things can it's still a cut, it can get infected and it can cause problems in your body if it's not handled or treated, you know correctly, It's not if it's not given the right first aid. Little small cuts can cause bigger problems so when we sit here in the books, the authors use the term violence in conversation, we need to be really very at first I was like, well that's kind of an extreme way of putting it, but I'm like and we really need to consider that if a person is going through emotional abuse and they don't feel safe and they're constantly being put down and attacked and they're just cut down for whatever reason, it's going to affect the, their brain and the way that they handle other conversations with people. And if they, again, if they don't feel safe, or trusted, if their eyes aren't, ideas aren't respected or received, in the long run, it could end up being physical violence. So we need to very take this very, very cautiously and every conversation needs to be taken with caution, like, with a lot more respect. And I'm going to add another one of my personal notes, nothing to do with the book, at least not that I've read so far, but there was a time where like if you wanted to call someone on the phone, if you were having an argument, you know, we had to pay phones. a while before that you know you had to call the operator and today we've got text messages instant messaging phone calls cell phones so many different ways to connect with people talk to Alexa and have her send a message for you and the thing is though, we're not really stopping to think about what we're actually saying before it comes out we're not really sitting with the emotions and feelings and we're so quick to like, I'm just going to jump into this or speak this or say that. So as a result, I think this is part of the reason why it's so difficult for someone to stop and realize what's actually going on. To step out and to see what's happening why they're getting so upset. So I just wanted to bring up those different side notes completely, um, not in the original outline, but... Felt noteworthy to share that the, the importance is really understanding where you're coming from each person and um, the people that we're encountering where they're coming from we need to be able to recognize is the environment safe is the conversation healthy are the, are the ideas flowing are people getting defensive or are they shutting down what's going on why is this happening what can I do to step out of it and redirect the conversation so that we can get our goals accomplished which is to have a healthy flow of dialogue uninterrupted where everyone can speak freely without feeling with their lives like their ideas aren't being heard or they're going to get shut down or their needs aren't being met so like i said earlier you've been listening to that girl jenna kurosawa i'm um, using anchor fm um, i also have my new website your as well as um, google's blogspots where i have um, the outline of this podcast and i'll be hopping on twitter not twitter sorry hopping on tiktok to do a couple of three minute videos so i appreciate any person who's listening to this or watching it who's ever skimmed through the outline any followers out there definitely appreciate the feedback support and if you want more content definitely please um like and subscribe and any ideas are appreciated to and well with that, I apologize as always if I've wasted your time, and God's peace. Thank you so much for tuning in.